She's an American board certified OBGYN. She's the CEO of Jobs.Mom. We're women. We're moms. We're Muslims. And we're talking about sex. This is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Before we get into it, the first thing I want to make very clear is we're not giving any kind of religious or medical advice. If you have any concerns about your health, please speak to your medical provider. And if you have any questions about your religion, please ask your friendly neighborhood religious leader. It's the Muslim Sex Podcast because we just happen to be two Muslim women who like sex. Welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. I'm Dr. Sada Flody. And I'm Zabin Mirza. In this episode, we're talking about the anatomy of the vagina. Let's get started, Sadaf, shall we? Let's. All right. So first question. You're an OBGYN. You've been seeing women in your practice for years. And you know, as well as I, one of the most uh, common concerns that your patients and we as women that go to see you is, am I normal down there? Is my vagina normal? Does my vagina look normal? So for everyone listening, Sadaf, how is the vagina supposed to look? Well, that's a great question, Zabine, and you're definitely right. I mean, that's a very common question that women come in and ask. But um, the most important thing to realize is that, you know, the vagina is specific to that particular woman. It can be, it comes in all different shapes and sizes and colors. And so they all come with their own unique scent as well. So the only thing that wouldn't be normal or healthy in any way is pain, irritation, or discomfort. And, and that's good to know because I know, um, and, and many of the women and, and you know, others with vaginas that go to see uh, OBGYNs have that same concern. Um, and you know, you're, you're talking about each vagina having its unique structure. And that brings me to my next question, which is about the female reproductive system. Many of us have had very limited education about the reproductive system that didn't go beyond sex ed in junior high. So take us a little bit through what the female reproductive system actually is, what the parts are, and what each of those parts actually do. Sure, Zabine. So um, let's start just from, let's work our way from the outside and going in. So the thing that we see on the outside is, as we look um, at the vagina, first are the labia, the labia minora and the majora. So those are just folds of skin and tissue that cover the outer female genital area, and which would be the vaginal opening, opening um, the clitoris and the urethra. There are two pairs, like I said, it's either the labia majora, which is on the outside of the vagina, and then the labia minora, which is the smaller uh, part that's on the inside of the vagina. Then as we enter, um, we come to the vagina itself. And that is like just an open tube, you could think of it like a canal. And it connects the uterus and the cervix um, to the vagina and to the outside of the body. This vagina allows women to menstruate, um, to have sexual intercourse, and of course, childbirth. Uh, the vaginal wall itself is covered with a mucous membrane um, similar to the tissue that lines the inside of our mouth. And that mucous membrane helps to lubricate and protect the vagina 
And it's also lined with nerves that give us sensation during intercourse. Then as we go into the vagina, then first we'll see the cervix. Now the cervix kind of looks like almost like a donut. And um, it's a very small canal. And it is kind of like um, the connection between the uterus and the vagina. And what it does is it allows the sperm to pass in through the cervix and into the uterus. And that's, of course, you know, where the sperm and the egg would meet would be within that uterus. Um, the next thing that we have, the next organ is right after the cervix, we have the uterus. And the uterus looks like a little pear, if you will. And um, that is where the fetus will grow once a woman is pregnant. And uh, also that's where tissue collects when, um, if a woman is going to menstruate and she's going to, that tissue is going to pass and you, it collects inside the uterus. Then as we uh, move further out, you have the fallopian tubes, which are kind of like the arms of the uterus. And the, uh, the purpose that those fallopian tubes serve is to allow the egg to migrate into the uterus. And that's where that sperm and that egg will meet. And then it, they'll form the embryo, embryo and implant within the uterus. Um, and lastly, we have the ovaries, which we know, of course, produce the egg. Um, they look as though they're walnut shaped and um, they serve a very important function, which is to release the estrogen and the progesterone. And of course, the egg that then later will be fertilized by the sperm. Okay. So that is an extremely concise and scientific um, collection of information about the parts of the vagina. So let's take it um, and distill it down. When you're talking about the labia, those are what we would refer to in layman's terms or laywomen's terms, the lips, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. The external lips of yeah. the vagina. Okay, so everybody listening, the labia, those are your lady lips down there, okay? Um, when you're talking about the vagina itself, right, that is the part that is penetrated during sex. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. The cervix, Sadaf, is what exactly? That is that canal that you're talking about where when you're having sex, sperm travels up. So the cervix, right. So cervix is actually the opening to the uterus. So okay. it is the end of the uterus. So um, it's kind of, it's that connection between the vagina and the uterus. Got it. Yep. So when you're pregnant, for any of you that have had the pleasure of cervical exams during pregnancy, right? They're checking, exactly. you know, your opening there, right? Yeah. To see how dilated you are in case your baby's ready to pop out of your hoo-ha while you're walking. So <laughs> wonderful. All right. So that is clear. Now, we, we talked about the ovaries. Obviously, that's where a woman's eggs are. The fallopian tubes, that's where the eggs travel from the ovary into the uterus. If there is sperm there that meets the egg, boom, that's how you get pregnant. And the uterus then sort of is where the woman will then grow that embryo into a fetus and ultimately birth a healthy child, yeah. God willing, right? Yeah. Fantastic. So the burning question being, and no pun intended because we're talking about vaginas, the good burning, not the bad burning. Uh, the burning question here is we're talking about sex, right? Let's talk about from a sex perspective, 
the parts of the female reprodu- reproductive system that's every that's on everybody's mind, right, is the clitoris, right? And all the jokes are there, Sadaf. Nobody can find the clitoris. Does the clitoris really exist? And then they're talking about the G-spot. So let's break it down, if you will. What is the clitoris? What is the G-spot? And what are the female erogenous zones? Um that, that we experience pleasure from stimulation through. Sure. So actually, the, the most important um, erogenous area in the vagina is the clitoris, actually. And um, some reports suggest that there's 8,000 nerve endings, about twice as many as the head of the penis, and more than any other part of the body. Um, and this is important to know because this is the part of the female anatomy that um, is probably the most important to stimulate in terms of a woman experiencing orgasm. The amazing thing about it is that um, the clitoris, the part that is actually seen is um, analogous to almost like the tip of the iceberg, right? So what you're seeing is actually a tiny little nub, um, but the real part of the clitoris it actually, it's, it's like the, it's shaped like a wishbone almost. So, you know, there's two parts of it that extend out. And um, those are the areas also that are part of the erogenous areas of um, the erogenous zones of the clitoris. And the clitoris with all of its nerve endings, um, that's what will get stimulated when a woman is aroused. And for example, when we talk about the G-spot, so there's actually a spongy area um, underneath that little nub that we see. And that is the area they believe is actually um, uh, the nerve endings from the clitoris. And um, when it gets stimulated, that is what helps with the orgasm. So for example, the G-spot, which you asked about, is actually part of the clitoral network. It's um, not separate or distinct from the anatomy. And um, this is the region, like I talked about, that gets stimulated. So the G-spot is located a few inches inside of the vagina, on the upper wall of the vagina. And depending on how those roots, those so we talked about the parts of the clitoris that look like a wishbone. So depending on where those roots or bulbs are located, that's where you'll find your G-spot. So... Um, it's actually the clitoral tissue that extends to the anterior front of the vagina. So that uh, vaginal wall, what we were talking about, that's um, what the G-spot is in reference to. And when that area is massaged or receives pressure, that's what allows uh, the woman to have an orgasm. Okay. So talk to me about, you talked about upper walls, anterior walls. I don't know what that means. Okay. If I wanted to find my clitoris, Mm -hmm. where and how would I go looking for it? Okay. So the clitoris is, if we're looking at the the labia, right? So there's, um, it's almost like, um, like a house. You could think of it that way. And the top, the point of that house is like the hood of the clitoris. And the clitoris is actually underneath that hood. Okay, so you see a little nubbin, and that is the clitoris. And right underneath that, um, you'll see the urethra, which is where you know we urinate from. 
And um, that would be where you would find the clitoris. Awesome. So everybody that's listening, if you or your partner cannot seem to find the clitoris, please send them here to uh, the Muslim Sex Podcast and Dr. Lodi will kindly point them in the right direction. So Sadaf, we talked about stimulation and we talked about orgasm. So what's happening in the vagina when we orgasm? So what happens is that the nerve endings um, that we talked about that extend from the clitoris are being stimulated. And that's a whole process of arousal. And so it starts from, um, so what we're talking about now is the female orgasm, right? So it's an all-encompassing term of any type of climax related to the female genitalia. It can be clitoral, it can be uh, vaginal, cervical, or all of the above. Um, it's usually stimulated with the erogenous zone. So there's different, uh, we t- only talked about the clitoris as being an erogenous zone for a woman. But of course, uh, as we know, there can also be the nipples behind the ears, neck, or any other sensitive area can contribute to an arousal and an orgasm. And usually the physical signs of a female orgasm include a rapid contraction of the vagina and the uterus. Um, You can have involuntary muscle contractions in other parts of the body, such as the abdomen or feet, um, fast heart rate, and an increase even in some uh, blood pressure. Some women, they say, may even ejaculate, um, but that's uh, based on speculation. And some people think that that might just be a urination. But um, yeah, there's thoughts that uh, women also ejaculate similar to men. And that's what I guess they call squirting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So my last question before we wrap up here is Kegels, right? Are they worth doing? Are they going to help us orgasm faster, better? What's the point? How often should we be doing them? Do they really help? Right. So those Kegel exercises are so important, actually, because those muscles are the muscles used when we orgasm. And um, those muscles are so important that we constantly work them and we exercise them like we would exercise any other muscle. Uh, One way to know whether or not you're properly using your Kegel exercises is to stop and start your urine. And that is a good way to know if you are actually using your muscles properly. So, you know, absolutely. In order to have a stronger orgasm, it's important to have those muscles working well. Well, I think this has been super insightful, especially around the anatomy of the vagina. For all of you listening, certainly where and how to find the clitoris and the G-spot. Um, <clears throat> Dr. Selda Flodi, I think we're done here. It's been real and really intimate. And remember, this is not meant to be medical advice. So please see your healthcare provider for any concerns you might have. Until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast.